Hey, welcome back to Digital Leadership with Brandon Cox. That's me. Uh, This is where I share some perspective and encouragement about life, leadership, and sometimes even some digital marketing stuff. Hopefully you're into those things. This will benefit you. Maybe you can even share it with others. I've been talking about leadership and what's killing our leadership. Uh, what is it that's that's drowning us? What is it that's taking leaders out of the picture when we desperately need good leaders? Last time I, I kind of talked about identity and how uh, the most dangerous destructive force on earth is a man who doesn't know who he is. From a leadership perspective, I think there's some other factors that I want to get into over the next few weeks. Today, I want to talk about burnout. And burnout is actually closely related to identity. But burnout is a huge problem. I think it's misunderstood. I think it's it's underestimated in terms of, of what it can do to sort of wreck the trajectory of a good leadership pathway. So I want to get into some solutions, but I want to talk about the problem first. When I was the editor at Pastors.com, uh, we would sometimes publish articles about burnout, how to recover from emotional burnout. And those were always the most popular articles. They got the most clicks. They, they had the most people reading them. They had the most people sharing them. They had the most comments. They had the most people opening up in discussion on Facebook and elsewhere about, this is me. I needed this. I'm going through this right now. Uh, I believe burnout is epidemic. And I think there's some reasons for that that I want to get into in just a second. But but this is an enormous issue. It's an enormous issue. And I want you to understand it's an issue I have walked through personally, that when I go back uh, close to a decade ago in my own life and leadership, uh, I go back to a time when I was taking on too many things, too many projects, partly because I didn't know who I was. I don't think that taking on projects is the problem. In fact, I think that can actually be a good thing if you know who you are and why you're doing it, if you understand the why. But I was in a period, a phase of life where I, I was no longer certain of who I was. I was no longer comfortable in my own skin. I'd gotten discouraged. I had let uh, the approval of others become a driving force in my life. I was very concerned about keeping everybody happy and getting everything done right. Uh, I was treating my own life kind of a legalistic mentality. It was a big checklist, and I was failing. And because of that, my attention was all over the place, trying to fill that void, trying to trying to match up. Meanwhile, as a result of all of that, I was hurting in some relationships. I was distanced from friends. I was distanced from my wife, emotionally speaking. I, I was just going through that sort of time where I began to isolate, began to burn out. It was a downward, downward spiral. One of the things that changed was we moved to California and got into a healthy church and healthy community and, and, and into a good small group and into lots of situations that really helped me to recover, get back on track, regain focus, regain clarity, and just recultivate a, a new passion for the things that mattered the most in life. And so out of that came a big emphasis in our church that we've been planting for seven years, uh, Grace Hills Church, a big emphasis on reaching out to people who are broken, who are hurting, who are walking through problems and issues like that, and who need help. 
So I wanted to help in this podcast. I wanted to tackle the issue of burnout because it's near and dear to my heart. I love pastors. I love leaders. I love people who are in leadership and are suffering, going through a hard time. And I just want to give you uh, some practical wisdom as well as some personal encouragement today. First, let me let me just dive in and talk about what I think are some of the misconceptions about burnout. Some of the reasons why we get burned out to begin with are because we misunderstand certain things about life. Certain things are culturally popular. We, we read books about them, and so we assume that that must be the problem. Uh, for example, I think there's a false emphasis today on balance. Uh, we talk a lot about the word balance and how you know you need a balanced life. Don't be a workaholic. Be more balanced. And the problem with balance, it, it's not it's not that balance is bad. It's that sometimes we misunderstand what healthy balance looks like. Healthy balance, I think, is when you look at your life as who you are. You are physical, so you have a body. You are mental, you have a mind. You are emotional, you have a heart. You are volitional, you have a will. Uh, you have relationships. So if you're talking about, I want to grow in a balanced way, that's fantastic. Like, I want to grow personally. I want to grow spiritually. I want to grow relationally. I want to be healthy physically. That is a good kind of balance to seek after. But what we do with balance a lot of times is we look at all the different areas of our lives and we go, okay, I need to give, make sure I'm giving adequate amounts of time and attention to each area of my life. And so in a given week, we might go, well, I need to work uh, 40, 50 hours. I need to do well for my boss. I need to do good on this job. I got to do good in my business. And then I've also got a marriage to maintain, so I got to give some energy there. I got to give some time and some focus to my marriage. Uh, I've got my finances. I need to give some time and some energy to managing my finances well, so let me focus on that for a bit. Uh, I've got kids, so I need to give some time and some energy to my kids. Uh, I've got the school or the nonprofit or the charity that I volunteer with, maybe the board I serve on. So I got to give them some time and some energy. And what we wind up doing is we treat life like a pizza. And we, we try to give a slice to everything that's that's grabbing for attention. We try to give a slice to all of the different areas. And the reason why that leads to burnout is because there's not really an emphasis on how much I have to give. There's just a constant demand and pressure to give more to everything and everybody. And, and the problem is I've only got so much energy to give. So what do you do with that then? How, how do you give to all those things in a way that, that's healthy, that makes sense, um, but doesn't keep you sort of burning out? I believe we need to shift our emphasis from balance to rhythm, from balance to rhythm. In fact, I did a whole 45-minute teaching session on this in the Digital Leadership Lab. So if you're interested in going deeper into rhythm, uh, just check out digitalleadershiplab.com. I talk about this a lot there. But basically, it is instead of dividing my life out into pieces and giving a piece to all these different things, I need to respect the rhythm of life. 
I need to know that there are going to be weeks, there are going to be moments where I'm really busy with kids stuff. You know, like my, my kids might have a couple of programs this week at school, some sports things, some different things going on. And therefore, I'm not going to be able to give as much to my job or, or to uh, maybe managing my house or my finances that week. And that's okay, that it's part of the rhythm. That they're in my rhythm, that there are moments to take breaks. Pastor Rick Warren always says we need to uh, divert daily, withdraw weekly, and abandon annually. That is, take some time every day, uh, take take a day off every week, take some take a week out of your year, two weeks out of your year, go on vacation. That's all part of the rhythm. Working hard is part of the rhythm of life. Uh, being really close to my family and friends, that's part of my rhythm in life. So instead of trying to divide myself between all these different uh, areas, I need to find the rhythm. Another misconception I think that leads to burnout is a misunderstanding of the word priority. In our modern culture, we take priority and we divide it into multiple priorities. And we kind of come up with this list. And so it's like, you know, God, family, church, work. And and so those are my number one, number two, number three, number four priorities in life. And so God comes first in priority. And I understand that, that there's some sense in that. The problem is the word priority is not a plural word. It's, it's a singular word. The, the ancient concept of priority, we get it from our Latin, a priori. It's a single thing. It's one thing. And so it's not so much about having your 10 or 12 priorities in life ordered correctly. It's about living for one priority. In other words, what is my purpose? And out of my one purpose, everything else flows. Everything else flows. For me, as a Christian, I get that from Matthew 6.33, where Jesus said, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And when you do that, everything else will fall into place. So if I spend my life living for God's kingdom purposes, if that's my priority, then I'm going to have a healthier family, a healthier personal life, a healthier relationship with my coworkers, and so forth and so on. So it's not about having a bunch of priorities and putting them in the right order. It's about living for your purpose and letting everything else flow out of that one purpose for which you live. I also think another big misconception or another problem that leads to burnout is an overemphasis on busyness and overwhelm. In other words, I don't just think we're addicted to busyness. I think we're addicted to talking about busyness. I mean, when, you know, how was your week? And most of us go, oh, it was busy. It was crazy. How's life lately? It was busy. It was crazy. The funny thing is, when I listen to high influence, high impact leaders, maybe CEOs of corporations that do really well and they have great family life, or people that maybe have written lots of books and they have a, you know, a big ministry to millions or whatever. When I listen to people in those scenarios, I don't often hear them talk about how busy they are. There's, there's not a lot of talk among really successful people about, oh man, I'm just maxed out all the time. I'm just stressed out all the time. Instead, there's more of a confidence about life. 
And so I'm not saying that we should ignore busyness. I think if you're too busy, we'll, we'll come back to that in a second. You don't need to be too busy. But I do think it's possible to do multiple things in life, to have multiple projects and multiple things going on and still not be overly busy and overwhelmed. Part of it is we take we, we, we kind of take when moments when we're overloaded with things, when we're busy with lots of things, and we start telling ourselves, I'm just overwhelmed. I've just got too much going on. And, and the story that we're telling and repeating and rehearsing is, I can't handle life right now. And, and I think we begin to, to allow the busyness to override the strength we have in us to handle it. And so if you're busy and and you can handle it and you can look at all the things you've got going on and go, I am not defined by those things. I am defined by my big priority, by my purpose in life. Then those things all begin to fit. But if you go, I've got so much going on, I can't handle all of this, then I think we sort of lean in that direction. So all of those are misconceptions about burnout and about busyness and about overwhelm. I think it ultimately boils down to something a little bit different, and it's this. I believe that the reason we really get burned out, I'm going to give you three big reasons that lead to three big causes of burnout. First is this, we lose touch with people. We lose touch with people. I was speaking just, just a couple days ago with a dear friend of mine. He's a mentor, a coach, a, a friend from a distance that I've looked up to for a long time now. And we were talking sort of candidly about discouragement. And he was saying, you know, I find that when I'm discouraged, I have a tendency to retreat, to, to go be alone and, and just kind of try to process it all or try to work through it all, uh, try to fix it all or just avoid it all. But I, I get away from people because I think if, if I can get away from people and have more time to, to fix all this stuff, then the burnout will go away. And it really just makes it worse because relationships are life-giving. They're life-giving. So when you're hurting, you got to go be with people. And when you know someone who's hurting, you got to be a people for them, right? So we lose touch with people and we start to get burned out. When I isolate, it becomes a downward spiral of isolation. And I get lonelier and lonelier until I'm all alone trying to deal with burnout. So what really leads to burnout is we lose touch with people. We also, secondly, we lose touch with ourselves. In other words, and I kind of talked about this in the last episode, we lose our sense of identity. I forget who I am. I forget uh, what I've defined myself to be. And I start trying to find that identity and the affirmation of others. And there are always people to give us affirmation. When you when you bail on the people who are near and dear to you and you go somewhere else, a lot of times you keep going that direction because the people over there are affirming you. And so you're finding identity there, even though it's not healthy or not holy or not the right direction in life. We lose touch with who we are and we keep seeking identity and affirmation elsewhere. Thirdly, I think we lose touch with God. Now, you might be listening to this and you're not a Christian, and I, I respect that. I want people to listen to this podcast who may not be believers, um, but I'm a Christian, and so I can just tell you that getting in touch with God, that having a daily time with the one who created me, who wants me in a relationship with himself, is absolutely vital 
to me staying fresh spiritually, personally, emotionally in my life. I need to be in touch with the one who is bigger and smarter and more powerful than I am, who manages my life better than I ever could. So I think we lose touch with people. We lose touch with ourselves, with who we are. We lose touch with God. And because of that, we get burned out. So maybe you're, you feel like you're imbalanced you got too many priorities, you're overwhelmed, you're busy, you've lost touch with people, you've lost touch with God, you've lost touch with yourself. Welcome to overwhelm, welcome to burnout. And I want to talk about how to get out of that because, again, I believe the world needs you. Uh, you you are needed, and I'm going to come back to that at the end. But you are needed, and so we got to get you back in the race. We got to get you healthy. We we got to get you recharged and refreshed and ready to go again. So so I want to talk about how do you recover and for, prevent burnout. How do you recover from burnout? How do you prevent burnout? I'm going to give you some simple practices to to do this well. First off, take some time alone. Take some time alone. Uh, it may be that you take time away from your projects and away from your work and even away from people to take time alone. Now, again, you can divert daily. You, you've got to have time alone every single day. Um, I, I personally get up early in the morning. It's alone time. I try to get up before everybody else while it's still dark outside. Uh, you know, I drink a bottle of water real quick so I wake up a bit, get a cup of coffee, uh, sit down, and, and I'm awake and I'm alert. And I pray, uh, I might journal or write or whatever, but it's time alone to think and to process, okay? You've got to have that time alone every day. got to have that time alone every week. Uh, you, you just need those simple retreats. Jesus exemplified this. The Bible always says multiple times he, he drew apart, he came apart, he went apart by himself to spend time with God to recharge, refocus. So you need time alone. But be careful, that you don't miss out on the second big step, and that is spend time with people. In other words, don't use alone time as an excuse to get away from people. Well, I just need to be completely alone and isolated. I've never known anyone to receive long-term healing in isolation. It's just not the way God designed us. So yes, you need time alone every day. Yes, you need some time to reflect and think without any pressure of performance at all. But you also deeply need relationships. So you need to be texting people, hanging out with people, talking to people, sharing with people, spending time with people. It doesn't have to be all about you. It's not that you're going to people and going, hey, I just want to talk about my burnout again. You know, that, that may or may not be appropriate all the time. I do think you need to talk to somebody about it, but I'm just talking about doing life with people. Uh, encouraging other people. In fact, the more time you spend with people encouraging them, the more life it gives to you. But you can't be alone. You, you got to go and, and hang out with people and be around people and work with people and do coffee and do lunch with people. There's a great book on influence called Never Eat Alone. It's all about connecting with people. And he basically says, don't, don't waste your mealtime, you know, eating a meal in the car by yourself. Always try to set up lunch with somebody or whatever. Now, I'm not challenging you to do that. Don't, don't use all your meals to meet with people. But do try to find opportunities to get together with people. You need people in your life. Uh, I find, you know, our, our church staff, we have a weekly small group. 
It's one of the most life-giving times of my life for me. Not even so much because we get a lot of planning done, but because of just the time in proximity with each other. Just hanging out, laughing together. We laugh a lot uh, with one another. We laugh a lot at one another. And it's just a life-giving time to get together with people and to laugh, to go to dinner, to play cards, to to go see a, a movie, to, to just hang out with people. So spend time with people. Have a date night with your spouse. Get away from the busyness, the overwhelm, and just spend some time with people. So take time alone. Spend time with people. And then thirdly, and this kind of builds on what I said before, realign with your purposes. Realign with your purposes. Uh, Now, for me, again, I'm a Christian. I have a relationship with God. Uh, One of the best books ever written, I believe, is Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. Um, it, It really has been a driving force in my life. Because I believe strongly that I am I'm planned for God's pleasure. So I have this purpose of worshiping. So I gather with a church family once a week and I worship with them and I pray daily and that's part of my worship. I also believe I was made for relationships with other people. That's one of God's purposes for my life. And so I'm in a small group and I get together with people and I try to encourage people. Uh, that one of my purposes is to serve other people. So I do that in a lot of different ways. I do that by preaching. I do that by uh, by this podcast. I do that by blogging. I, I serve people by sometimes counseling or advising. Uh, I try to help people along the way. And so that's one of my purposes in life. So realign with your purposes. In fact, I believe it's healthy to sit down sometimes and just rewrite a sentence, a sentence that kind of sums up what you are most passionate about doing with your life. So for me, I recently did this. I sat down and I wrote out a sentence about my life. And and it was really, really short. Okay, this is really powerful. I wrote this down. I want to spend my life helping people find freedom. Period. That was it. I want to spend my life helping people find freedom. Out of that came a renewed emphasis within my church of preaching a series about healing and and sort of helping some ministries get off the ground that are designed to help people find freedom. Out of that came uh, this podcast. Out of that came uh, another website that I'm developing with a friend called The Unstrap Life, unstraplife.com, and it's going to be all about financial freedom and work freedom and life freedom. So I really believe my purpose is to help people find freedom. And I do that in, in a variety of ways, okay? It helps me to enjoy what I'm doing more when I realign the things in my life with my purposes. Now, a couple of practical little things that are come out of that, when you realign with your purposes, redefine what they are, and start to realign your life with your purposes, I think you're going to have to refocus and weed some things out to get rid of some things. There's a lot of power in saying no. And one of the factors that leads to burnout sometimes, we just we don't like to say no to people. Uh, so we say yes to everything. Now, at its root and core, our unwillingness to say no ultimately comes out of trying to find our identity in the affirmation of people. So if I say yes to them, they'll affirm me, they'll like me, they'll appreciate me. And so I got to get over that. I got to stop fearing people and stop worrying about their approval. I've got to instead serve people out of my purpose but not feel obligated to commit to serving people in ways that don't align 
with my purpose, to be able to say no to some things and weed some things out. I also have to learn to delegate and to trust. If you're in leadership, uh, delegation is key. And I don't even like the word delegation. I like the word empowering, that I need to empower others. I'll give you an example of how this worked in my own in my own church, uh, my own leadership, uh, I wrote a book about how the church can use social media. So, so that's a big area for me. So letting go of our church's social media was a huge challenge for me. It took me a long time to come to grips with, I need to let someone else kind of manage this. But I did. I, I entrusted Martha. She's on our church staff, and Martha kind of ran with our church communications. She does a phenomenal job with social media, better than I would have done, better than I would be doing. She man- manages it consistently and gives our church a great voice on social media. So what I found was that I was afraid to let it go Because if I don't control it, it won't be great. Well, that's a lie. That's a lie. And I was afraid to let go because if I'm not in control of it, then I feel out of control. But the fact is, by giving it away, I got to empower someone else who now gets a lot of fulfillment from it, does a great job with it. And so you've got to begin to release things, to say no to things, to realign with your purposes. So sit down after this podcast, sit down and take some time alone to write out a sentence that describes what's your life all about? What are you gifted to do? What are you called to do? Not just your job, not just your vocation. I'm talking about as you live through life, what is your shape? What is your identity? What are you here to do? Mine is to help people find freedom. What is yours? How has God wired you to serve other people, to impact the world? Uh, what, what do you do with all of that? So that's how you recover from burnout. And that's also how you prevent burnout. If you are spending adequate time alone, adequate time with people, and you're constantly reaffirming your purposes, you know, you're, you're making those declarations that, that we've, we've talked about previously. Uh, I, talk, I shared them at the end of the last episode. So if you missed that, go back and listen, especially the last few minutes. I talk about these declarations that I make every day that remind me who I am, who God is, how I fit into his plan, all of that. Uh, go back and do those things. Take some time alone to reaffirm your purpose and align your life with it. Okay, so in other words, I don't think it's about balance. I don't think it's about priorities. I don't even think it's about time management specifically. It is about making sure that your day, your relationships, your uh, your activities are aligned with God's purpose for your life. And let me just close with a personal word of encouragement. Uh, I want you to hear this message loud and clear uh, as we kind of draw to the close of this. First of all, you are needed. Like the world needs you. Your people need you. The, the people around you need you. And so if you're, if you're at a place of burnout where you just think, I'm just not doing anybody any good, you're wrong. That's a lie. It's a lie from the pit of hell. You are needed. Secondly, you are loved. God loves you. Your people love you. You are loved. And, and you got to fall back on that when you feel burnout coming on. You know, you are loved. And also, you can make a difference. You can do this. Like you have in you what it takes to make an impact on the world. That when you align with your purpose, when you discover your purpose, and you start living that out and you start serving others and and 
giving giving your life away to others in a way that aligns with your purpose, you, you're going to make a difference. You're going to make an impact. You, you've got a message for people. And, and I'm, I'm glad that you're listening to this all the way to the end to hear you can make a difference. One last thing. If you're not in tune with your purpose and you don't know what life is all about, you're not sure what the purpose of life is or why you're in this thing, feel free to reach out to me. Just go to brandonacox.com, click on the contact button, and, uh, and shoot me a note. All right, would love to hear from you. Hope you'll tune in next time. I'm going to talk a little bit more about leadership and some of the things that, that get in the way. Actually, next time we're going to dive a little deep, talk about some mental health issues, some depression, anxiety issues. So come back and, and share this with somebody else along the way. Can't wait to, uh, to hang out with you again.